0: Let's
1: roll with it. Let's roll. Well, kia ora, everybody. Welcome back to Ngahere Talks. We've got a super special episode interrupting the regular broadcast. We've got our, our guest here, um, Mr. Rob Vickery himself. who's come over from LA. He's on the search for a, a new place here in Aotearoa. But why don't you introduce yourself, Rob?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Tenakoto, 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 Katoa, um, Nor uh, Los Angeles, uh, inga rangi um Ko Vickery Tefano. Called uh, Robert Ho, called uh, Hill Farents Te Iwi, and called uh, uh, Atlantic uh, Te Moana, and called uh, uh, Exmoor Te Monga. Um, Kanui Te Mihi, Kia Koto. Tena katoa, tena katoa,
1: tena katoa, what an awesome pepeha! Thank you for that, for that. Rob, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you, um, and why are you here?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm the founder and managing partner of a venture capital firm called Hill Farrants,
1: mm-hmm.
0: named after my family. As you heard in my pepeha, that means um, you know, it's like where I invest in people who. Basically, become like my family, the people mm. that I fund, and that's really important to me. So that's why I named it after that. Um, and I invest in entrepreneurs who are solving big problems that matter mm. big, hard problems that
1: matter, even. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: like technology that's changing the world, or saving lives, or saving ecosystems, and creating sustainable businesses mm. that support not just for the next five years, but for generations to come. Yeah. So that's really awesome. important to me.
1: What is a venture capitalist?
0: Someone who invests in startups, early stage companies, and what we do is we give them, we give entrepreneurs a little bit of money to try and see their vision through, and in exchange we take a little bit of ownership of the company, and then we also provide a whole bunch of advice and support and everything else that you might need as an entrepreneur, which is a a tough time. You know, Mm. they call it like the startup grind, and. It's the start of grind, all right? It and, is the grind. And, you know, you, it's going to be times when you don't have enough money or you, you've, you're you working 15, 16 hours a day. And, and my job as a, as a good investor is to be there to help you through that time and to support you and to be a place for you to have a you know, have a bit of a whinge if you want. <laughs> That's
1: my bit job. of a whinge. We love a bit of a whinge, eh? Oh, yeah. um, I really feel like I have 100 questions for you, but we're going to flip the script actually on this one. I was pretty yep. lucky that Rob wanted to come and have a look today and so I just chucked it in there last minute. Let's do a podcast. Yeah. So what we thought we might do is let you ask the questions Yeah. Um, as someone that's moving into or someone that's, um uh, I guess, scoping things out and learning what's going on. And we're here in South Auckland. We've been learning a lot. So I'm going to hand it over to you, ask away. All
0: right, so South Auckland. Yep. I've got three questions for you. The mm-hmm. first one is, what does it look like today?
1: What does it look like today? Well, it depends on the lens you, you wear, I think. I think if you look at it through... Mainstream media. It looks like um, a place that's dangerous, a place that's um, poor, a place that people go where you know there's not a lot of value in the people that are out there. A place that's um, mostly filled with Maori and Pacifica people and criminals and drug addicts, and um, there's violence there, and there's um, all of these sorts of negative things. But then I think if you talk to the people that live in South Auckland, they'll tell you that it's a, f- a friendly place, that it's a vibrant pr- place. There's many, many cultures. There's um, creativity, more creativity than you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's resilience. There's um, manakitanga people that are looking after each other, families that are growing up together. Um, it sits on the, on the Manukau Harbour, which is a beautiful, beautiful spot. There's lots of amazing spaces out here. It's also the home. It is the... Gateway to New Zealand, it is where every person who comes into New Zealand pretty much comes through South Auckland. When they land at the Auckland airport, we are the first people that get to welcome them, them in. Um, we're right next to, like location-wise, we're really close to Hamilton. We're kind of like a bit of a gateway into the rest of, of Aotearoa for Auckland. Um, we've got our one New Zealand's one and only theme park. <laughs> Which is that? What's it Rainbows called? Rainbow's End. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> that will blow your mind. Tell
0: <laughs> me about it.
1: Disneyland what, man? Great. Um, and that's, I think, for me, working in, in South Auckland, what I love about our people, because there's so many Māori and Pacifica out here, um, our people are pioneers, our people are voyagers, our people are innovative and entrepreneurial in our DNA. And we're creative, we're storytellers, we're navigators. Mm-hmm. Um, and our mission here is to help draw that out in us and help draw that potential out mm. in us as people um, and help us find our own way forward.
0: It's a really powerful ship.
1: It is, eh?
0: Tell me, most importantly, is a good fish and chips here?
1: Ooh. Man, you got to know what you're looking for, eh? There's heaps and heaps of bad fish and chips. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I I usually go to Toby's mm. in Otahuhu. That's my number one spot. I mean, I'm British, yeah. right?
0: And we, we do a pretty good job of fish and chips. Yeah. But I have to admit, Kiwis have got something. The chips aren't as soggy. Yeah They're a bit more, There's a bit more crunch time Yeah but you got to watch
1: There's a lot of I mean and It's not about race at all But there's a lot of Asian owned Fish and chip shops in here And they do a bit of everything Too greasy They should stick to the Chinese bro Like yeah, yeah. And they free f- They pre-freeze their fish They'll like batter it Cook it And then freeze it And then they'll cook it again When you come And in a country like all, You don't need to do that The fish is like There's quite a few fish out there Couple of cases yeah, down the road Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Okay so but right. when you find the right ones, like Toby's fresh, they just filtered it, they're cooking it right now. Nice. Mm, you get the raw fish and the kinners and the we should have had this at Toby's.
0: Salt and vinegar as well? No, 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 no. You don't put salt no, and vinegar on the chips?
1: No, no. no. Only the Brits do that. Oh well. <laughs> um, all right, so tomato sauce here. T-
0: I like tomato it's a bit yeah. spicy the tomato sauce though. Is I went down to um I went down to uh uh Raglan and I had some fish and chips out on the out on the harbor there and the the tomato sauce was like sweet and had a little bit of a kick to it it was different it was in oh, a tin Raglan. you had Raglan.
1: to like open it up oh, like yeah, a tin it's no, a waddies it's quite cool yeah yummy. different yeah. it's
0: quite an experience
1: yeah
0: it's not like in england where you just like sit there freezing cold with your gloves on <laughs> and you like try and dip it into the ketchup not spill it all over your shirt <laughs> anyway so um back to the big question so Yo. Where do you want it to be? Ten years' time, what does South Auckland look like? What is it doing Ten for its years people? Time.
1: Ooh, that's such a big question. And I can only speak from my perspective. Yeah. Um Ah, oh, what does it look like? It looks like like it's a it's a summary, but it's just thriving families really, eh? It's yeah. it's families that have essentially the means to their ends, that they have access to the resources that they need, whether it's healthcare, whether it's transport, whether it's, you know, Warm stuff in the winter, mm-hmm. um, but then more than that, not just surviving but actually thriving um, yeah. where they have the resources they need to um, chase down their dreams, that they actually have a dream, that they know what their dreams are, they know what their potential is. And I know it's not a practical, like tangible thing, no, but that's okay. I think that's what, when you talk to anyone from South Auckland, it's always about family, it's always about people, it's always about how well we're doing as people, and that's the most important thing. I mm. think, I mean, that will then be reflected in, I guess, things like the successful businesses that are here, the successful like creative endeavours that are going on, the, the things that are happening on a world stage. I mean, South Auckland's got a lot of reputation around sports stars, which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, but I'm really excited about this kind of new wave of creativity, this new era of creative. Because like the capital that we're walking into.
0: Because I when when Taika made his speech at the Oscars, he said, mm. it was like, "Like, it's not just me. There's like yeah. thousands of me in New Zealand, yeah, and yeah. it sounds like this bill might be the place where we might find more of him oh, and better, better than 100%. him.
1: hundred percent. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're everywhere, and then you only have to go to places like Fresh Gallery in Ortara or the Mangere Art Centre or any of the multiple places that are around to see the talent consistently mm. on show." Um and it can it always breaks my heart that there's there's it's hard for anyone to make it creatively anyway in New Zealand. Mm. Um but so much harder I think for people out here. And I quite often like just recently had this random kinda I guess moment where I was like the only difference between the creativity that's say in South Auckland and the creativity in the North Shore yeah. is money. Um if you don't have the money to do stuff you, you literally can't do some stuff sometimes. You have to choose a job that's gonna pay the rent over um, being able to express yourself and, and tell stories in a way that that are captivating so mm. i'm really keen to try and find ways that we can slowly break that down
0: you know what, like the best the best people i've i've invested in a lot of people in my time and the best people i've ever funded are those who know how to hustle mm. and that means like yeah balancing what your family needs it's about paying the bills it's about yeah. still pursuing your dream and like hustle is a, is a skill that yeah. you you can't grow and y- mm. you you have it or you don't yeah you know and it sounds totally like agree. i feel like communities like this and like the time i've spent in compton and south central in los angeles like the hustle is just unbelievably stronger than it is mm. from places like you know that kids who went to harvard or stanford you know it's yeah. like they don't have the same like <laughs> drive
1: <laughs> and grit and grit yeah because
0: like you said the startup grind you know th- you need grit so yeah, it sounds like this, really this like, hustle is good here strong here right
1: yeah it it is it really is, and there's so many cool things. It's just really hard to see like I think there's some gaps around like like having access to good people, you know like when you're when you're trying to build something that no one in your family's ever done it before, like you actually don't really know what you're doing and where you're going mm. um. You know, you can't just talk to your dad about how he started his business or how he's he's the manager of this business or yeah. your uncle who did that. Like you don't you don't have access to those kinds of resources as so
0: well. Like mentors and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or just and role models and like people to like it, it's so it's so basic, but you can just imagine like growing up in a in a house say take a Pacific Island family for instance they might be say second or third generation living in New Zealand they, maybe their parents migrated or their grandparents. From Samoa, came with nothing, started with nothing, took whatever job, whatever five jobs they had to take to Mm. pay for the family. That's what they know. That's what they grow up in. They grow up in having just enough Mm. to get by. You work as hard as you can for your family and then you die and then that's it. So there's no role models around what do I do with this talent, what do I do with this potential. The only example is just go to work and work hard. Long hours, and that's it. So there's things like that. There's things that are environmental, and like you are a product of your environment.
0: Do you think the more Pākehā people would be? Are they good role models? Can we be useful? I mean,
1: I think you can, but it's hard when you can't see yourself in them. Yeah, it is hard. Like it's hard to, like, yeah. We we always talk about that. Like Maori kids that speak Maori or think Maori or grew up on the marae – it's really hard to relate. really relate to someone who didn't, who grew up on the North Shore, you yeah. know, and went to this fancy-ass, fancy school. Oh, fancy-ass <laughs> <and> works. <laughs> He's laughing yeah. at me. Um, you know, and whose parents bought them a car and who complained because the internet's too slow, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to relate. Mm. There's value, absolutely, 100%. Because that's value. the challenge,
0: isn't it? It's like, uh, and I hear this a lot coming here, that like there's a lot of people... Who want to help, but there's some people who've got some slightly ulterior motives, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and differentiating between those two groups of people is really and important. criteria, <laughs> criteria, yeah. Well, like, what, what
1: do you mean? Oh, you know, like, I'll give you this, but you got to do this, this, and this.
0: Oh, oh, there's like a there's like a deal to be made here.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Like, it's oh, I had a really interesting discussion with my cousin over the weekend. Who, so this is um, a story that might help illustrate this. So she. Um, was really good at basketball when she um, was at high school. And then she was one of one of the first in New Zealand to get recruited by an American college. So she went over to San Francisco, um, played basketball in a college over there. Was supported by a family in San Francisco that we had built a relationship with over time. Um, that was like I feel like at least ten years ago, mm. and she is still to this day almost being held accountable by these people that helped her, mm. like she still owes them. She's still like, and it, and it's these really random things like you didn't show up to this, you didn't come to that, you're not supporting us, why aren't you here? And it, and I, I was having this talk to her where she was feeling really bad and I was like, they can't hold that over you for the rest of their lives because they decided to help you for a couple of years. Mm. You don't owe them anything. And she's super grateful and all of that, but she lives in Australia now and she, you know, does all this other stuff and she couldn't mm. keep up with the expectations and their demands that were never, ever really mm. on the table to begin with. So it's this funny, like, there's is this, I mean, maybe it's an ulterior so don't. but I, mean, I don't even think it's, like, malicious. It's just I natural. It, yeah. I suppose yeah.
0: maybe that's in, in, in more, you know, Caucasian culture, maybe that is something that we're expecting. I don't yeah, know.
1: like, you better be thankful and you better show me you're thankful. For the rest of your life. Hmm. For that $20 I gave you. <laughs> like a little bit like that. Like it, and it all comes with it. And it's, I don't think people really understand that, what it's like to be the recipient of charity.
0: I better go and call my mum up and thank her for this. <laughs> uh, I used to steal 20 <laughs> quid from her drawer every weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about, so pay it forward is not something that you see? The notion of being of paying something forward?
1: Oh, I, think, I feel like that's a strong statement. 100% like pay it forward. Do you think it's bullshit?
0: or Do you think it really exists?
1: no hundred i think I think it's good to always like i I think I spend too much time investing in other people mm-hmm. more than I do in myself to my own detriment i I do a hundred percent believe in that that's why I do what I do yeah, But maybe across you're talking like cross cultures or yeah, m- maybe yeah i don't know yeah I mean, you should definitely do things for others you should serve others and mm. um and help them out but I, I don't know you shouldn't have a motive
0: why do you do what you do?
1: Why do I do what I do? I do because, I mean, I was raised in a family. My grandfather especially was super strong on serving others before yourself, that mm-hmm. you prioritise other people, which was I felt 90% good, 10% needed a bit of balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I also probably, in my early days of my career, um, I was challenged by someone and asked, you know, what what's your purpose? What's your mission in life? Um, and I have always had the sense that or the thing that frustrates me is watching people not understand their potential and have the opportunity to like reach that. Mm. And so I just know that that's in me. I know that that's the thing that racks me up. It's a little bit of social justice, I think, but mm. also just a waste like that waste of, of people's lives and people's potential. So I am passionate about that. And I just want what I do to um, everything that I do around the businesses that I build and, and the things that I choose to do focus on, how we can help people reach their potential. How we can help, you know, remove some of the barriers. How we can give them a stepping, a stepping stone or a, a, a stool to, yeah, propel them into the next thing. So, it's, really it's in me, yeah.
0: It's a powerful job. You should yeah. be. You should be. I, I'm sure you. I'm sure many people are very proud of what you do. I,
1: I hope so. I think it's pretty <laughs> damn cool. I hope so, but I don't. Yeah, I don't need that either. No, you don't. Yeah, but I just love what I do.
0: Yeah, it's And amazing. I love
1: that it's growing and I love that opportunities are getting bigger and, you know, we're literally staring down the barrel of our first million-dollar deal, which is That's huge cool. for me, like, yeah. it's exciting, yeah. You
0: know, there's something like I learn about, like, particularly in Los Angeles where everyone is focused on, like, building a brand and being yeah, who they yeah. are, but, like, there's these two things and I learned that there's, like, your intentional brand, which is what you want to mm. people to think of you as, And then there's your accidental brand, which is what people think of you when you're walking down the road and they're full paces behind you and they're talking about you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's
0: like, it's amazing how difficult it is to, how different one is separate from each other. But when you're an entrepreneur or you're someone new or you're an artist who's trying to change the world or Mm -hmm. create some content that will make people think differently, balancing those two things is super important and it's hard. And um, I think sometimes people spend too long thinking about the intentional brand and then therefore like... Doing trying to do the right things and the lip service, right? Yeah, Which is what yeah. we talked about. And then there's they don't they don't think about what other people might
1: mm.
0: perceive of them.
1: So I think you just gotta be authentic, eh? Hey? You Always. just gotta be yourself.
0: Always. Um, yeah. Always.
1: E- even even with your flaws and even with your maybe messed up ways of thinking, like you don't yeah. stay like that forever.
0: That makes you who you are. Yeah. All, All right, even. so how do you need what do you need to get to that point? your dream of 10 years, what are the things that you and South Auckland needs to be able to to develop further and into the dream that you've opportunities. got Opportunities.
1: Opportunities? Yeah, opportunities. Like, charities and hand-me-downs, they, that they don't help. They don't no. work. They're super short-term. And like I said, they come with all these other complications. Any type of funding you've got, you've got to ex- reach these certain outcomes for this amount of people, with this dollar amount, and if it's more than that, then you're not value for money. I think opportunities is the way, I think. There's skill, there's talent, there's willingness, there's hustle, there's drive. Mm. But,
0: Need you know, to like, it.
1: the big corporations get all the infrastructure jobs, you know, all the infrastructure contracts. Why don't a bunch of the local construction companies get these big contracts? You know, it's things like that. It's opportunities, people, where you can... Like, you actually don't want a handout. You just want... I want my business to crack it. I want a main mm. contract so that I can like go to the next level. Mm. It's just opportunities, and with that will come the resources, will come the experience, will come. Hopefully, that if they need um, exposure, whatever it is, cash. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Cash is there. Resources is there. some. Some of it is just time as well. Yeah. Along with that, you can't expect um, uh, people that have been through generations of trauma to come right, in mm. one generation after that. Mm. I think time plays a big part in that as well.
0: So how does a mentor that looks like me mm. bring value to South Auckland? What can I do to help?
1: I mean, I think it's a good start is what you've done, is just come and talk and listen and understand um, and see the real, like really, what like any good business, you prove, you test your assumptions, mm. understand what's really going on understand the real pain points, then you can move. Because I'm and I mean maybe you're asking me what are the pain points, what are what do I do? I don't know. Maybe I'm like just do the work your bloody self like every other entrepreneur has to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but talking to the right people, understanding what's really there, building relationship I'm a sup I'm always a fan of relationship first. Mm-hmm. Um it's not always easy in every scenario, but I think if you want to do something meaningful, then there has to be a relationship there. And
0: listen. Yeah. Come here with the ears open and not too yeah, many yeah. things, not too many answers, but lots of questions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I could sit there and I could talk you through all the different things that we want to do. And I could introduce you to a bunch of people that have their own ideas. I don't know if any of them line up with what, um, venture capitalists look for. I mm-hmm. don't, I actually don't know. I, I honestly couldn't say whether I know that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, And it just depends on who you talk to whether they think they know (laughs) some people are like oh you guys don't know what you're doing and then other people are like this is amazing so
0: i mean look all i know is that in my industry what we do is invest in people Mm. and people who come from any side of the tracks wherever they are yeah and that that's the job and our job is to find people when you think about some of the entrepreneurs who have gone on to do amazing things they're not all super loaded people they didn't people yeah, that yeah, finished yeah. their degree there might have been people that have you know grown up in in low income houses and they've gone on to do amazing things so like you know part of my job is to meet people like that yeah because ultimately they could be a wonderful person that i can support and invest in in the future so that's why i'm here
1: yeah yeah and
0: to learn more about how i can serve um so i mean yeah. i'll
1: give you an example so so Shopify, mm-hmm. Um, they last year employed a person based in Auckland. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been their first New Zealand employee. Um, and then he had a bit of a mandate to do stuff around Auckland. He found out about us and he came down and visited and, and made the call that he would work from here one day a week. So every Wednesday, Jules from Shopify comes out. Um, and just by simply doing that and being consistent, he has just built so many... Different relationships, different partnerships. Um, we've worked on some pretty cool projects together. To the point now where we've, in our work together, we've been able to influence Shopify to employ an Indigenous specialist in New Zealand, That's so really that they can cool. work on the ground. And that, like, I couldn't sit there and tell him that. If he says, sit there and goes, "What do I? What, what should I do? How can I help?"
0: How long did it take him to make that hire, that decision?
1: Uh, I think he started maybe like July, August last mm. year, and then December we ran a. Um, Seven day pop up sh- uh, pop up store downstairs. So partnered with Shopify and that they have all the, the power behind the retail that we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty three different local brands were highlighted in the thing. Twenty three I thought uh, thirty two, oh, twenty three different brands and I think we got twenty three k over seven days. So we we were super proud of that because that's twenty three k not going to Westfield. Mm. not going to these big corporates but going to local businesses, local families right mm. before Christmas on their products and getting their products out there and so that was enough for Shopify to go holy heck, because that, of that I think it was something like 70% Māori owned um, maybe 60% Māori owned 40% Pacifica owned 80% South Auckland brand so that was enough for them to go whoa, look at what's going on here so now we're actually going to go meet with the dudes at Britama on Monday and have a look at doing the same thing in there um, so do a pop-up in,
0: pop in, in the Brita Mart?
1: Yeah, with nice. our South Auckland brands, taking them in there. And the oh, cool thing cool. is that it's actually in doing it together that there's some brands that are a little bit more established but still only a few years in. Some brands that are newer, but there's that collectiveness that is pulling people in.
0: What are some of these brands?
1: Um, so there's like stationery, uh, there's like a few kind of like, uh, what do you call it, apothecary. I think that's what it is—a health products, stuff like that, creams and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's um, some like language resources. There's—I'm just trying to Mm think—clothing, but quite a bit of clothing. Some kind of art, framed artwork, stuff like that. Um, Lots of earrings and kind of Pacifica products, like um, fans and bags and stuff like that. that, That's cool. That woman love and. I'm um, just trying to think what else there was. Some books. There's a really cool book written by a Maori woman around um uh, around self awareness. It's not actually about knowing yourself, but knowing where you come from. Things oh, that's like that. Cool. So yeah, it's a real, it was a real broad, but it was a real like Christmas gift focused ty- type, type type store. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're going to try that with um with Britomart, and then our goal is to get um a store near the viaduct for America's Cup. See if we can pull that off. Maybe hopefully at the airport as well. Yeah, yeah. W- yeah why not? So we're doing like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're doing a bunch of different things, like that. and that's why, like I said before, people just need opportunities. Like, mm. we're not here to like, I don't know. To you're not, we're not the big answer to everything, but mm. something like that for some of them that was their very first retail experience and never done retail with their product before, so now they've got this, all of this experience around what retail means for them. That's so um, cool. Yeah. I want to buy some. And then it's and then like I said, so it's just time. Let them learn. Let them How can I buy it outside let of Christmas? Them grow. Well, we've got yeah. I mean, we had talked about keeping the store, and this is where mm. our problem is, Rob, is we just don't have the capacity to keep up with all the opportunities. <laughs> it has as my current challenge is like, mm. I have so Bex that does like the this keeps the building running, keeps the building operational. Mm. There's me, I just do whatever needs to be done, but also on the day to day, I do do our marketing and advertising and so. So, if stuff.
0: there's a tech company in in New Zealand that is, or anywhere in the world that mm. is building like. Easy to create storefronts mm. online. That would be something you'd find useful.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what Shopify does.
0: Yeah, it does, but...
1: Yeah. But it's but also nice like, we've nice got one local. of the girls in mind that she's one of the brands in here and she's one of the entrepreneurs we've been supporting that has the knack and has the the interest to run something like it. None of us really care about running a retail store. It's a headache. Inventory, like, <laughs> yes. stock... Like all that sort of stuff, it's got to be the right. So we're cool about these opportunities and making these cool experiences for South Aucklanders as well, because they mm. get somewhere called cool a shop now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're running it on the day to day. Like,
0: nah. that's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got, got to want to gotta do, do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and it's it's there. It's literally sitting there. If someone wanted to pick it up and run with it, I feel like they could, they could, and they could have had some success with it. And we're going to chip away at that actually, like at maybe developing her yeah. something she could do.
0: That's a great idea.
1: Yeah. Well, heaps of great ideas. Well, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. That's
0: why I'm in South Auckland. I want to get some more of them. Yeah. Right.
1: So that's, I mean, yeah, that's an example of where I think if you, if you want to do something here, then come and do it. Be useful. Yeah. <laughs> come and, yeah, come and chat and just rub shoulders and all the random, like Pony that just walked out before. He's a recent graduate along with Fia. They just graduated with their Bachelor in um, Communication Design. Nice. But Pony works a retail job. And he's so jealous of Fia because she's got the dream job and he doesn't. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: So can I come here for an office space every month?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd be up definitely. for that. Definitely, I'd love to come awesome. here. I'd
0: love to come here and just chew the cut.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and the cool thing about that, like when we know that Jules is in on Wednesday, we can say to people, "Oh, actually, come in on Wednesday because oh. Jules will be here. Have a chat." Um, and it's that yeah, it's that community building, eh?
0: Done. Yeah. Just give Easy. me a desk. Point me a desk. <laughs> The one with the view,
1: pick your own, mate. Pick I want the view. Own. That one there, that mattress, there's oh. the best one, really. i have a mattress
0: <laughs> as long as I can play the guitar
1: as well. Yeah, yeah. And there's
0: someone exactly. going to teach me how we uh, help me learn to reo
1: if you want to. Yeah, we've yes got I a do. few. Afina speaks to she's oh. learning at the moment. Um, we've got Ata as well. She's a bit of a police woman, though. Watch out for her. That's all right. <laughs> I like an iron <laughs> fist,
0: it's <That's> good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now I need to learn. I got to do my my rolling my Rs first. Yeah, but yeah. Once I get that nailed,
1: yeah, I'm then awesome. Well, that's cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Rob. There was a choice little uh, 28 minute podcast eh? Hey? Not bad, is it?
0: Yeah. Why Enjoy.
1: um why did you decide to move to New Zealand?
0: Um, of all
1: the beautiful places in the world, I mean, I know uh, I would want to live here. I don't want to yeah. live anywhere else. But you,
0: I saw an opportunity that. That I don't think other people have seen. Mm. I've seen a, a community of people that are more innovative than people that I know in more established countries and markets. I've seen yeah. like a hunger f- to prove themselves and and I see a country where technology is becoming more and more important. Mm. I mean, quite far away from a lot of things. Yeah. And, you know, one of the best way easiest ways to build a bridge between other countries and other people and other cultures is through tech, mm. you know, and I think that's uh, that's a major driving force for um, for great startups to be created in this mm. country. So, mm. for that, um, I'm really excited to bring up my funnel here, yeah. and my son, you know, because I think uh, it feels like home to me. Because mm. I'm not from I'm not from a wealthy family in England. I'm good old working class, salt of the earth kind of guy. And and I see I'm not saying that New Zealand's full of working class <laughs> people, but I see people who share my Passion for humility and for for listening and um and and having a good drink and having a good chat over a pint. You know that's what that's what means something to me.
1: So how did you end up a venture capitalist?
0: <laughs> By accident. <laughs> no, there's no degree in it. I was there's drunk nothing. one night. No. Yeah, you know, got fired. No, no, I just I like I like giving young and interesting, not just young, but interesting people the chance to do something different. And mm. and I've done it mostly. Before I became this, I was really involved in like charity work and, and working with young people in, like I said, in yeah, some of the sure. hardest parts of LA. Um, so I feel like there's a connection between my passion for that. And then before that, I was an entrepreneur and I built startups and I had a lot of fun doing Anything
1: that. Anything we would have heard
0: of? Not really. No, it was all fintech banking yeah. kind of related technology, quite boring. Zero.
1: <laughs> Did you do NYOB? No, just just PayPal. You have that one, right? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> um no, but I, I just Are you really Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My Tesla's is <outside. laughs> that Um
0: no. Uh yeah, so I, I love those two things and I thought, well, how do I blend that together? And by accident I started meeting entrepreneurs who were doing cool mm. things and they started sending me pitch decks and then someone said, Like, well, why don't you start investing into them? And I was like, Okay um Mm. and it all went from there and you know i've been blessed and honored that i've seen gosh like over six thousand pictures pitches and presentations since i started almost a decade ago and and it's an honor to receive pitches from people and i always i don't i've only invested in 23 of them Mm. so i'm maybe i'm a bit of a hard bastard to raise money from but maybe but that's my job and
1: um any regrets on those 23
0: in terms of missing deals or in terms of I
1: shouldn't that I have made. done that. Never. Awesome. Never. That's why there's only twenty three. But no, it, there's been ones that
0: I haven't worked out. But I did it because I invest in people and I would still invest in those people again. Yeah. Because I believe in them and I believe in their in their manner and in their in their heart and in, in yeah. what they're trying to do. So yeah. No, there's never there's no point in having regrets. We'll Just like move forward. So move
1: forward. I'm an entrepreneur, I've got some big dreams for where we want to go. Yeah. Um what would be some of your advice to me?
0: um like
1: actually like we've chatted together yeah from what you've heard from me even like like maybe even more so and trying to communicate my message and what i'm trying to achieve
0: yeah okay all right so there's there's there are three things that i think you need to cover off Mm. as an entrepreneur when you're pitching someone for money Mm. at least for me this is Mm. what i want to hear i want to hear why you Mm. so why are you the right person to do this why are you uniquely credible to be building this product or to be solving this problem or that kind of thing. Because it's very easy. The people that don't answer that question well are those who jump on the bandwagon on things and think that I should be doing this because I'm going to make money.
1: Yeah.
0: It never really works. You should be trailblazing, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to do something big and different. So that's really important. Um, The second one is like, why now? So why should you be doing this today? and and that comes back to me i like to invest in technology that is at the frontier of what yeah, we can yeah, do yeah. right but it doesn't always have to be super complicated or lots and lots of like detailed code or algorithms or anything like that it could just be the fact that something has happened right now that you have seen that problem and you want to build a solution for it and mm. maybe that's like um like maybe it's trying to rescue like some of these forest fires are happening in australia right mm. that you know some solutions to that will be needed this is not going to go away it's going to continue in the world you know maybe um you know, technologies to deal with pandemic breakouts of of, of viruses i mean yeah, that's happening yeah, right yeah, that's now totally. and that's pretty pretty scary so things like it doesn't have to be always technologically sophisticated it just needs to answer a question as to why now because if this could have been built three or five years ago then why hasn't somebody done it already yeah and that isn't very interesting to me as an investor and and someone who you know wants to put money to good use um That's not really very good and then you know like the last one is like why me like why why am i the best investor for you and that comes back to me needing to sell myself to you because Mm -hmm. you should be choosing me from other investors so mm. that the, the the reverse of that means that an entrepreneur should be maybe doing a bit of a homework on what I like, you know, maybe yeah, yeah. see the types of investments I've made before, or yeah, the types yeah. of things I like to write about on LinkedIn or on Twitter or Instagram or stuff like that. Just try and yeah. get into my head a little bit, which is a bit of a scary place, so don't go too <laughs> deep. But you know, stuff like that. Just you yeah. know, uh, so those are the three things really, and and yeah. but it ultimately comes down to people,
1: yeah,
0: because if you're a bit of a jerk, then I'm not going to be very good that for you. i interested, eh? It's a long, long relationship. Yeah. This is not a quick relationship. Yeah. yeah. This is not a quick, here's a check and I want you to sell it next year. This is a 10 year sometimes relationship. And mm. it's a bit like, um, it's a bit like we call it like a marriage mm. because, you know, you're there together for, for a lot and you go through a lot together. Yeah. So
1: it's not an easy journey, eh?
0: It's not an easy journey. So finding someone that I can relate to and then that they can relate to me is probably the most important thing.
1: Yeah. Okay, two more things, I promise, and then we'll be done. Yeah. Um, one, I need to introduce you to my mate, Kanan. him and his mates, uh, they're doctors, mm-hmm. like medical doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, and their startup's called Arc Health Discovery, and mm-hmm. they've just been using um, the Messenger chatbot mm-hmm. to help educate um, and uh, distribute correct information, firstly around measles, and it mm-hmm. went, like, worldwide to the point where Facebook's picked them up because of the spike in data. And the, the use of their bot um, had never been used like that before, and then now they 've got the same one with the coronavirus I love cool to talk to dudes them. yeah south auckland based doctors are definitely connected to them love second that. thing this thing there 's this thing that i 've been thinking about lately, um, and especially with tech companies or companies in general you 've got to understand the problem you 're trying to solve right on the other hand though there's also times when it 's an opportunity. It's not necessarily a problem. So, for example, we were just talking about taika. And this it's almost like, like you said, there's an infinite window where there's this opportunity to pounce on. Mm. Like how do you manage or how do you communicate or understand or the difference between a solution focus versus a, it's an opportunity. We've got to jump on it now. Does that make sense as a question?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I've been thinking about it lately. and I mean, they're kind
0: of related and they're kind of one and the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just how you present it to people. you know with an opportunity there's a time window so you gotta there's a sense of urgency sometimes but but in fact both of these things have a sense of urgency Mm. right it's just about um again you know when there is a short time period it's about you making sure that you find the right investor who will understand that opportunity and want to work with it um it's about making sure that you can react quick enough to take advantage of this opportunity like sometimes people have got these plans it's going to take me two years to get there and the opportunity is gone by then Mm. so it's got to be immediate and something quick and, and get out there right now. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I think they're one and the same thing. Yeah, It's just the, you got to... That's
1: quite cool to hear, because I just hear people that always say it's always got to have a problem. But then there's been times, even in what I do now, where I'm like, I see an opportunity and we're going to jump on that. Problems are opportunities. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. just a positive way of looking at
1: yeah. it. Yeah. It's true, I suppose, eh? One and the same <laughs> thing. Someone else's problem, my opportunity. Yeah. But well, yeah. yeah. Or it could
0: yeah. be your problem and therefore it's an opportunity for you to solve it for yourself. Exactly. So...
1: Awesome. Hey, thanks so much, Rob. I appreciate it. Anytime. I'm real glad that, um, yeah. That I'm you glad came that we out. connected on LinkedIn. Yeah, same. And then I wasn't in a bad mood and was like, nah, stuff you. <laughs> well,
0: you were a bit, but then I
1: was like, nah. <laughs> Was yeah. I? Yeah, no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do tend to make people work a little bit harder sometimes. But thanks oh. so much for coming. It was awesome to meet you. I'm looking forward to me. seeing what could come. I look forward awesome, to it, mate See All you right. later. Cheers. How choice is that? Hope you enjoyed that story. Tune in next week for the next episode. And you know what? If you know someone that should be on the show, drop us a line. You can find us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere. Just hit us up, look for Ngahere Communities and we'll be there. Catch you next week. Kia pai tō